Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Instruction can be defined as detailed information telling how something should be done or operated. It is information needed to complete a particular task. Godly instructions is essential if we're going to be victorious in this life. We need to have God's instructions because God wants us victorious. Not only in uh, today, but every day of our life. It also, too, helps us to avoid the many traps set by the enemy. And if you ain't lived long enough, you have seen the enemy set traps around you, but the Spirit of God will lead you so you won't be trapped or fall prey to the enemy. And we need people in our lives who will provide us with sound, biblical, godly instructions on how a godly life should be done as well as operating in. We never want to live under the assumption that we know how to live today, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. We never want to be on the assumption, just because you did something well one day, don't mean you do it well another day. And never get under the habit of doing things a certain way where God can't train you and teach you how to do that. It's one thing I've learned as a mother, excuse me, I know mothers have learned this easily. you got to continue to raise your children the right way. You And you, listen, and sometimes people may give you advice, but it may not be good for your child. And you got to learn how to do things in a, a way that God wants it done. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. I know you're in Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. So we see that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools, those who are silly, despise wisdom and instruction. Those that are simple-minded, listen, they despise wisdom and instruction. Those that are foolish and quarrelsome, they are despise wisdom and they despise instruction. Even though we talked about how important instructions are, listen, you do want to, you don't want to be a fool when it comes to godly instructions. We don't want to be known by our mother or anyone else as a fool. Fools tend to have an angry, argumentative demeanor who constantly look for ways to defend their actions. It's even sad when parents try to defend children's actions. I, I, I was watching a, a show the other day, and uh, it was uh, one of my shows I like that I like to watch when policemen are doing certain things. And, and there was a situation where a, they, the, the police came up to a, a man's, uh, excuse me, a, well, a child's house. And it, where the parents were living at. And I noticed that the child started hollering to the mom, Mama, help me. Mama, help me. Daddy stepped up, take him on. Take him on. Take him on. Because dad knew that the child was up to no good. But he would try to appease to his mama's emotional area when he knew, when she knew in her heart that he was wrong. He would try to defend the actions of a child, even though in her mind she knew her child was wrong. And you got to be careful that you don't defend the actions of some who do wrong and when you know they're wrong. Are y'all following me here? Good instructions are trained and keeps us away from fools and from acting like a fool. It also brings about blessings, favor, peace, 
and happiness and also helps you to deal with life challenges. When you get godly instruction, it, it causes you to, to prosper. It causes you to have peace that passes all understanding. It causes favor to operate in your life. You know that God will open up a door that no man can shut when you follow God's instruction. You will Listen, people will call you and say, listen, I've got certain opportunities for you when you follow God's instruction. You know, listen, you would have got the deal if God would have put it on their heart to call you. You know you ought to be thanking God for the raise to promotion for the opportunity. I remember when my wife, Lady Dobbs, got her next her promotion. They called her and said, listen, do you want this job right here? She didn't apply for it. You knew it had to be God that was doing something like that. When she got her job over in Paulton, they called, she preached one morning, and that very night they called her. She said, God, they'll call you out of nowhere. And they called her out of nowhere. And I know God's not just doing it for Lady Dobbs. They're doing it for you. They're doing it for you. And they got it. God is not a respecter, a person. I ain't preaching a while. But God would do it for everybody that would do it, that will continue to follow his instructions. All right, here we go. I'm I'm calming down. Y'all help me pray. Continue to pray. Amen. Good instructions or training keeps us away from fools and acting for those that act like fools. And it brings about that blessings. And this is what you need to understand. One thing about good instructions, it doesn't stop stuff from happening, but it causes you to deal with it in a more godly manner. You can't stop stuff from happening, but you can, you can, listen, train or have instructions on how to handle things a whole lot better than what you used to. And let's face it, some of us ought to be grateful for God's instructions in our lives. Because some of us would have got fired if God wouldn't have showed us how to do certain things. Listen, if God wouldn't have gave us instructions, we would have left our relationship. We would have left family members and loved ones. Let's face it, some of us, if we didn't have godly instruction, we would still be have some of those same old habits we used to have. But God gave us instructions on how to do things better. And we're pretty Appreciate better is here and better is coming. Not just in the blessing area, but better character, better way of thinking, better way of talking, better way of acting. Why? Because God has instructed us and he's teaching us. Everybody say he's teaching me. He's teaching me how to think, talk, and act better. Are y'all following me so far? But understand this. Very important point I need to make to you. You can't stop stuff from happening, but you can stop how you react to it in an ungodly manner. You can start acting way, and somebody make you mad. You used to just, but now you're acting godly now. Used to be a time when people would do you wrong. You had to get them back. He said, "No, business of mine, save the Lord. I will repay." Used to be a time when you said, "I gotta get that supervisor for saying that to me." But no, you're saying, "God, you're gonna do this in a godly manner," because you said you're learning how to do that. You, listen, you ain't always. Some of y'all ain't always been saved. If God would have saved you, you would have jumped on him. You would have got in the car and let me get out of that right now, because we understand God's changing us. And he's changed the way we think, the way we talk, and the way we act. We appreciate God for doing that. And, listen, and, and sometimes when you talk or listen to godly people in your life, and they give you instructions that when you follow them, you notice how it brought peace, it brought harmony, and it brought made you happy. Didn't seem like it at first, but it made you happy. And one important point you need to understand, not all godly advice works overnight. Sometimes it's going to take time for advice to work. 
You got to understand when God gives you instructions, sometimes it takes time for that advice to work. Sometimes people want to microwave, want it in a hurry, but sometimes you got to just wait on God. You got to do it God's way. And I wish God would hurry up on something, but I promise you, I wish he would in my life just like it would in your life. But sometimes you just got to wait on God and let God do it his way. And you'll find out you'll be a much better Christian letting God do it his way. You'll be a much better, better prayer, um, have better character, think better, talk better when you let God do it his way. Now, let's go over to Job 5 and 17. Job 5 and 17. Hallelujah. Because Job chapter 5 and verse 17. Notice what it says here. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty. Behold, he says you're happy. You are blessed. You are our got peace, you got protection, and you got prosperity. Do you ever think about this for a moment? Every mother, every mother, you know if she protects her child from uh, uh, us, he, that mother should protect that child from the enemy. Listen, God is a God that protects his children. And every child he protects, every child he chastises. Because why? We appreciate the fact he loves us enough to correct us. What kind of parent would you be if you never corrected your child? Your child doing right all the time? Please. I see your child acting wrong in the corner. So how in the world you tell me your child do right all the time? You got to understand something. God is a God that says we are blessed and we are happy. We have protection and we have prosperity because God corrects. Thank God for godly correction. I, I, I ain't never always liked correction. I've never always been happy about correction. But I appreciate it over time. Notice we talked about earlier. Everything that God does, we may not be, listen, listen, be excited about it. It may not work overnight, but it does bring forth the fruits of righteousness. Are y'all following me here? Listen, in other words, when you get corrected, you tend not to do it quite as fast. You don't, you don't do it when you get corrected. You say, well, last time I did this, Ooh, I ain't going to do that no more. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying here? Listen, last time I went and signed that note, it took me, it was $1,000, but it took me five years to pay off $1,000. When I looked at it, I paid back $5,000 off a $1,000 note. God, I ain't going to do that no more. I'm not going to do that no more. Yeah, God, I, I, I let my anger get the best of me. I got fired, but three weeks later, I'm sitting at home. Wonder where I'm going to get some money from. Because why? I let some folks that care nothing about me get, take me to a place had no business taking me. you got to understand you, that you, God will treat you and teach you how to react in certain situations. And many times it's the instructions that he gives you through the help of the Holy Spirit that helps you to make it through. Do you, are you seeing what God is speaking to? He says, behold, happy is the man who God is correct. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty. Correction may not always feel good or sound good, but it shows us that God is concerned about our life. And let's be real. God does not correct us on everything, but he corrects us, to us to know, enough to know that he loves us. He has our best interest in mind. 
I appreciate God. He, if he corrects me in everything, he'll always be correcting me. You ain't thinking right. You ain't talking right. You ain't thinking right. You ain't talking right. You ain't, look, don't say that. Don't, uh-uh. God, I'll get rid of no, see, every time, see, sometimes God will leave you to your own devices so he can teach you some things. Are y'all following me? I appreciate God teaching me. Listen, you know God could have could have could have grabbed your hand so you didn't sign that note, but he didn't. He said, okay, go on sign then. And then they be praying, God, get me out of this situation. God, I didn't mean to pay 23%. God, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that, God. He'll teach you something. And I've been, I've told, I've learned a lot of lessons through monthly payments. Thank y'all for the five. I didn't hear one amen right there, but y'all keep on praying for me. I need to help. Are y'all following me? I have learned a lot through monthly payments. Tell me, I've been laying the bed. <laughs> monthly payments, they give me to get out of here. What you mean, you're gonna lay in the bed? Listen, listen, you, you ever had a payment till you get out? You, oh, you're gonna lay in the bed? I'm gonna take a sick day, monthly payments. <laughs> no, you ain't. <laughs> You finna get out of this bed today. Hey, listen, things like God has a way of teaching you things. He has a way of teaching. See, God don't bring a, a, a Holy Ghost belt down and start spanking you. He just let life deal with you. He just like, and I appreciate God loved me enough to say, hey, you don't do that again no more, will you? I said, God, I want, I'll be, I'll be slow to, slow to sign. <laughs> Whatever your case may be, I'm just talking about, listen, you, you, you got to let the Holy Spirit continue to lead and guide you into all truth. But remember this, God has our best interests in mind. He loves us. He loves each and every one of us. God has our best interests in mind. And as long as we are on this earth, we can't allow ourselves to get to the point that we despise chastening from God, whether directly or indirectly. We cannot get to the point that we refuse godly correction. We cannot get to the point where we reject godly chastisement, whether directly or indirectly. Because chastisement as well as correction helps us to grow as well as mature. Matures in the way that we think, the way that we talk, and the way that we act. You know, it's sad when you see a natural man, 45 years old, still acting like he or she is 17 years old. Sad when you see a person that will not take care of their own child, even though they got three or four different children. It's sad when you see somebody who will not take responsibility for the very things that God has put into their lives. It's sad. Why? But one thing about it, God loves us enough to help us to mature. And the Lord can use whomever he chooses, regardless of age, education, finances, and such, to provide us instruction. And also true, you got to watch out for the enemy because the enemy will use anybody he can to try to uh, take you off the path that God will have for you to be in. But thank God that God gives us people, puts people in our lives to help us. He puts people in our lives. And, and, and I'm sure there are many God-fearing mothers today who are grateful for the instructions they have received over the years. Instructions that came directly as well as indirectly. Isn't it a blessing to have a godly mother in your life? Some of you probably saw, well, you may not saw, may not know, a friend of mine, her child was in the hospital. And a lady I used to work with, and her, I remember watching, she kept uh, talking about what her child was going through. Went through, almost lost his life. 
And as he went through that particular process, I remember she solicited the prayers of the saints. And as we continued to pray for her child, her child got better and better and better. Went from intensive care over in Grady to now he is in rehab looking like he going to come out okay. But you see, I, you know one thing I posted to her and I told her this. He is so grateful to have a praying mother. A praying mother. Because a praying mother can get you out of some stuff you can't get yourself out of. A praying mother can help you. You may not like everything a praying mother say, but praying mother is praying for you and giving you advice all at the same time. You know, some praying mothers will be praying for you and laying hands on you and still talking to you at the same time. Praying mothers got a unique way of doing things. Well, I'm telling you right now. Some of you know about the praying mothers. Praying mother will help you in the midst of whatever you're dealing with. Hallelujah. A dad look and say, hey, grow up, young man. Praying mother will try to help you to get through it. Are y'all following? One thing about my grandmother, his mother, she, one thing she also tell me, it takes a well-made-up mind to serve the Lord. And that's one thing that she always tell me, it takes a well-made-up mind to serve God. And you know, I thought I knew what she meant, but listen, 20 years later, ooh, I know she what she talking about right now. It takes a well-made-up mind to serve God. Listen, I knew, listen, Grandma had a very soft demeanor and so forth, but one thing about it, she was real in what she said. She loved God and she would put all of us to, to shame and her love for God. But one thing about it, what she said was true. It takes a well-made-up mind to serve God. You got to know who God is, and you got to understand him and what he means in our lives. Thank God for Grandma. Thank God for helping me get into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Grandma. Happy Mother's Day to you in Jesus' name. Now, you need to understand this, too, because I know not everybody had a godly mother, but God put godly people in your life to give you godly advice. And I appreciate that. You know, God loves us enough that even though we may not get everything we need from home, he'll put somebody in our lives to help us along the way. And, but don't, that's why you can't despise who God puts in your life. You can't reject the ones that God puts in your life. Listen, you may not have it directly, but God will send it to you indirectly through church mothers, praying mothers, people in the kingdom of God who has a relationship with Jesus, who ain't perfect. But yet they can help you along the way. I thank God there are some here at Overcomers Christian Center that are praying mothers. Listen, they may look at you, may not say nothing, but let me say this here. They're praying for you. Thank God for praying mothers right here in this ministry. I ain't got to look all over the world to find a praying mother. I'm looking right here in this congregation. Praying mothers that love God. Praying mothers that give. Praying mothers that are praying for each and one of our children. Praying mothers that are praying for their own household. Praying mothers. Somebody say thank God for praying mothers. Thank God for praying mothers. Praying mothers that pray when nobody else is praying. Praying mothers that come up to the church and pray. Praying mothers that pray in their home, pray in their car. Listen, little Johnny going through something. Your child going through something. But somebody else's mother is praying for you. Thank God for praying mothers. Woo! Thank God for praying mothers in Overcomer, Overcomers Christian Center. Thank God for praying mothers right here in this sanctuary. Thank God for praying mothers. Some mothers I'm praying us through. Pray that we have better grace. Pray that we, listen, that fever wouldn't be, uh, worse than what it was. Pray that what we went through when nobody else knew about it, but they knew praying mothers. Praying mothers in the sanctuary. See, one thing about 
this life lessons can be a, a lead teacher in providing indirect instructions as well as some lessons that will leave an impact on our lives. Some things we go through. Listen, life lessons can teach you some things. And some real life lessons have left some great impressions on our decision making, conversation, choice of friends, and how we handle relationships. Some have learned that we cannot just let anybody into our friend zone. We learned it the hard way, too, because we got stabbed in the back. We said, hey, don't tell nobody. Look how y'all looking right here. Don't tell nobody that what I'm about to tell you right now. And Lord, look, 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 look. It was like, not only did they tell folks, these days the problem y'all got is they put your business on social media. They try to put it in code. Like, I had a friend of mine who, everybody know who it is. <laughs> you got to be careful who you allow coming to your life. You'll learn that lesson quick. Well, I better not tell that person nothing no more. In fact, I'm going to start, I'm going to disown them. I'm going to take them out of my contacts. I'm going to block them. Hallelujah. Because why? They cause more harm than they do what? Good. That's a good life lesson to learn, ain't it? You just can't tell anybody anything. Hallelujah. You, you got to be led by the all-knowing God. See, those are some life lessons. In my opinion, the Holy Spirit provides us daily opportunities to receive detailed information on how we should think, how we should talk, and how we should operate in life if we yield our will to him. If we yield our will to him, he will give us we surrender, we submit, or we give our will to him, he will give us information on a day-by-day basis. Hallelujah. Thank God he gives it to us. As we yield to him, he gives it to us. It's up to us to take it and put it into action. There are a number of different venues to try to try to give us directions, whether it's to buy something, vote a certain way, or think a certain way, whether directly or indirectly. That's why John 16 and 13 is so important. Go to John 16 and 13. John chapter 16 and verse 13. Reads as follows. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. One thing you will notice about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. It's going to teach us. It's going to lead us. It's going to give us guidance. And, and, and as we're talking about today, it's going to instruct us. The Holy Spirit's going to instruct us in the all truth. So everything, I was thinking about this as I was putting this message together. I was thinking about the, and the Holy Spirit had, the, I never thought about it before. I'm still thinking about it too. Everything that comes our way that tries to get us to influence our decision making. I, I could pull up a gospel message, a gospel uh, song, a gospel message, and all of a sudden it'll just stop in the middle of somewhere and an ad will come on. Y'all, y'all probably don't know nothing about stuff like that. And, and, and you can't just skip it as soon as it hit on it because it's going to make, make you wait about 10 or 15 seconds to see what it is. Like that's going to make me buy it or something. It made me mad more than anything else, but that's just me. It's trying to get my attention to buy or to do something. Advertisers trying to get my attention to change the way 
that I do things. So I know that if this information is coming at me, I can imagine it's coming at you. Trying to influence the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you act. But I've learned, this is what we got to learn. We got to follow the all-knowing God. We can't be influenced by all these different things that are coming our way. Sit there and listen to a song, praising God. All of a sudden, it just come out of nowhere. What in the world did that come from? Why in the world don't want to buy this at this particular? Sometimes the ad don't even make any sense. Don't even go with gospel. But yet they will come at us directly as well as indirectly trying to influence our thinking. You can't let that, uh, those information influence your thinking. You got to make sure that you speak in line with what God is speaking into your life. That's why Jesus said he would not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. With information from past experience, people with different motives and current pressures of sending thoughts to influence our minds, we need the Holy Spirit, our omniscient God, to help us to navigate and to process information. We need that because it's trying to impact us or control us or to affect us. We need the all-knowing God to help us. Let me say this to you. If it's coming at adults, it's coming at your children too. If it's coming at me, it's coming at the saints, it's coming at your children too. Try to get their influence. Try to get their attention. But you got to make sure that the all-knowing God is, is, is influencing us to do what is right. He helps us through, how does God help us? He helps us through prayer. He helps us through knowledge and understanding of God's word. He helps us to discern which instructions to follow and which ones to ignore. Even some decisions are made through fasting and prayer. And sometimes God will say, just simply wait until I show you what to do. Because sometimes we like to hurry God in decision making. I've been guilty of it. I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. But because sometimes God said, wait. I said, God, what do I do here? He said, just wait. And sometimes I say, God, I need an answer right now. He said, no. And sometimes we know God he won't say no. You know what he'll do? He'll just be quiet on you. That's God's answer for you. Now, I need for you to say something, God. And God's answer is silence. God's answer is silence. Well, that's not, what, should I say something to God? Okay, when God was ready to speak, he know how to speak to you. Sometimes he's going to wait till Sunday morning until he gets you into this mess, into this kind of atmosphere, and he's going to start speaking to you. Because he's he going to wait until he gets where he wants you to be. Most Notice what singer Mr. Smith said earlier. She said, God will give you answers. He, she did not know my message. Unless she, she peeked at them. Peeked. She had no way of knowing this part up because this little part I insert in the middle. <laughs> so I, it had to be God saying to somebody in the sanctuary, you waiting for an answer, I'm going to give it to you this Sunday morning. Well, God, why do I have to wait two weeks? He's God. Sometimes it, you, your character is developed through those two-week waits. It, it's developed. Because why? We, we, we get mad. We get upset. And then finally we say, God, let your will be done. I'm going to cast my cares on you, God, because you care for me. God, I need. And God said, and then when you do that, all of a sudden the answer just falls into your spirit. Boom, there it is. 
Sometimes this, something this morning, God has said something to somebody. This is the answer that just fell into your spirit. What do I do, God? And God is saying, boom, there it is. There it is. And your answer may be wait. He might say, wait another week and come back next Sunday and I give you an answer. He may say, come back during the midweek service and I give you an answer. But God has our answers. He has every answer we need for every problem that we bring his way. That's why he's the all-knowing God and he knows everything. He knows everything. Everything God knows. That's why today's text, Psalms giving us instructions on parenting. He's discussing the relationship of son with his father. Those in Proverbs 19, 26. I'm going to read it to you again. Proverbs 19, 26. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. He who oppresses and destroys and devastates and brings to ruin actually says robs their own parents. I do prison ministry sometimes, and, and sometimes I have, I've counseled folks in my years of doing it. And one thing I, I just tell them, I said, why won't people, somebody come see me? I said, and, and through counseling, I said, you just rob your mom, your mama, your daddy, and your grandma of their money. They ain't coming to see you. Uh, 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 uh. They mad at you. You took grandma rent money. You took her grocery money to get high off of, and they mad at you. You took your own child's money to uh, use it, not for the child, but for your own selfish gains. They mistreated their own parents. They mistreated their own parents. I just use that example to get your attention for a moment. But what about if we're not careful, we'll mistreat our own parents. We'll mistreat our own our own the people that not only natural parents, but our spiritual parents, our pastor, and so forth, will mistreat them. And a person that does that, and, and notice this other part, because this was powerful to me. They chase away his own, excuse me, chases away his mother is a, is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Notice this, chase away his mother. Drive her away. Put her to flight. Cause her to flee. Can you imagine that you are doing something so horrible that you chase away your own mother? A mother will stick with you through thick and thin in most cases. But I got something for that in just a moment. But I want, I want to share something with you. I thought that was powerful. Powerful. Because mothers will be there for their children. But Proverbs tells us they chase, notice, they chase away their own mother. Wow. Wow. I know it's Mother's Day, but children, we have to be careful how we treat our natural and spiritual parents. Because the scripture is talking about both of them. It's talking about spiritual parents as well as natural parents. 
Our actions can bring about destructions and ruin, ruin to our father and literally cause mothers to flee or remove themselves from their own son. Man, that's powerful right now. What am I saying? That nurturing, loving, and supportive nature that comes from a loving mother can be removed from their life by the son's actions. No matter how much a mother loves a child, they are human. And Solomon is letting us know there's only so much they can take and should take. There's only so much a mother can take and it's only so much they should take. Because they're human. They're human. They're human. We got to understand something. I know most of our, the mothers in our lives are super women. They can do some amazing things, but they are still human beings. They are still being, listen, they are still trying to make their way to heaven. They are still, listen, learning how to be a mother of whatever child age you are. And, and, and Solomon is saying this. And, and one thing I thought was very key that we need to understand is only so much they can take. It's only so much a mother can take. It's only so much they should take. Solomon is saying to the point, you got to learn how to cut that son off. Mm. I know that, that, that may not be popular right now. Since it's Mother's Day and I know everybody should be happy. Oh, mama, 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 mama. But Solomon is saying, listen, mother and even father, do not let that son take you away from God. Don't let that son take you away from God. Don't listen. You listen. You got a relationship with Jesus. Don't you let the actions of an ungodly son take you away from Jesus. I, and I know that's tight and that's tough because we mothers love their children. They're nurturing, they're loving, and supportive. But if you ain't careful, that son will take you away from a, from your master, your king, your savior. And Solomon said, you got, you got to understand this. You got to understand that it chases away his mother. At times we can take for granted that our parents' love will always be there. Regardless of how we treat them, speak to them, and represent them. But Solomon makes it clear in the latter part of Proverbs nineteen twenty six that this is the son who mistreats his father and chases away his mother. It's a son who calls a shame and brings reproach, causes disappointment, and causes confusion. Expected so much more, but disappointed. Expected all this, that, and the other, but they are confused. Confused, why? Confused because you train them up in the way they should go. And when they oh, you heard scripture say they will not depart. But yet, confusing because this ain't the way I raised my son. This ain't the way I raised my daughter. But yet, they're showing traits. Like they were raised by animals. Because they're not doing what they've been trained to do. And one thing, I, I, I don't know, I, I wrote this down, I don't know where I wrote that, but let me say this to you while I got it on my mind. They know to do right, but choose not to. They know to do right, but they choose not to. It's sad how ungodly actions that may seem harmless are harming those around us. Lead us to a life of disappointment, confusion, and embarrassment. 
And I can imagine that some mothers and fathers today are, can testify that they have witnessed their children dealing with unnecessary hardships, disappointments, and confusion in their thinking because they would not take heed to godly instructions. They wouldn't take heed. It's not that you didn't tell them, but they refused to take heed. They refused to take heed, both spiritually as well as naturally. I believe that Heavenly Father must look at us and say, if only they would take heed to my instruction. Can you imagine the Father up in heaven and say, if they would only take heed to what I told them, if they would only do what I told them to do, give, I have provided for them all the answers that they need, but yet they will still not take heed to it. I've showed them how to get out of this. I've showed them how to overcome this. I've showed them they cannot be entangled with the world. But yet they still will get entangled with the world and the things of the world. That's why Proverbs 19, 27 tells us that when when they cease listening to instructions, my son, you will stray from the words of knowledge. When you stop giving an ear, when you stop obeying, when you stop, listen, being attentive to instructions, you will stray from the words of knowledge. So when the son makes the choice to stop hearing and obeying instructions, the tape makes it clear that they will stray. Those what they stray from. They don't stray from uh, any, they stray for something that should be essential in their life, which is the words of knowledge. They're going to, what's it? Stray means to sin through ignorance, wander away from truth. They're going to stray when they're leaving the words of knowledge. One indication text that the son knows what is being taught is right, but the son chooses to wander away from the truth. Remember what Jesus said in John 16 and 13. It's the truth that he's constantly revealing to us. And when you hear truth and you know it's truth, we got to make a decision to follow truth. And when you don't, you wander away from truth. See, this is it's clear. For example, if he said pray and you choose not to pray, it ain't because God did not tell you what to do. You just choose not to do it. And, and, and then you wonder when you get into a, a situation and God is saying, I told you to pray. Because he, listen, John 16 and 13, he is showing us things to come. And if he's showing you things to come, he's going to prepare you before it gets here. He's going to prepare you before it gets here. A good coach will prepare the team before they start playing the ball game. And if he ain't no good coach, he need to quit and get fired or whatever the case may be if he can't prepare his team. Because this is what you got to understand. Life is real. Problems are real. Circumstances are real. And you need to be prepared before you deal with life problems and life circumstances. Let me tell you something. One thing we know that God was not surprised by what we're dealing with right now. God was not surprised. He said, listen, I'm prepared the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you have. I've been telling you this for about a year now, about a year and a half. We said better is here and better is coming. But God was not surprised by this. And he said, I'm not surprised. I'm preparing you. Now, he didn't tell us exactly what was going to happen, but he did know what was going to happen. And he said, I will prepare you by doing this, that, and the other in your life. And he did it. And now when it hit, no, don't be, ah, ah, 
you got to make sure that we have did what we need to do. And watch this. And when you didn't, just repent and start doing it. One thing about God, if you're still here, he loved you enough to chastise you. He loved you enough to get you right. He loved you enough to say, hey, you know what? I know you missed it, but listen, just repent and get it right now. I mean, that's one thing beautiful about God. I mean, you repent, God will help you. And he got no problem helping you. Now, some are like, I will see him suffer a little while. No, God, <laughs> God just going to, he said, I'm going to love you. I'm going to take care of you. And let's face it, someone's been taking care of during this time a lot better than we probably deserve. Thank y'all for four amen. The rest of y'all can pray for the rest of us. Some of us had plenty of food to eat. We didn't, some of that stuff we chose not to eat for a long time, we are broken out now. Thank y'all, two and a half, amen, right there, two and a half. Some of us been doing projects around the house. Woo! I know we have. I'm like, Lord Jesus, trash man probably tired of coming by our house, but all that stuff be up in there. <laughs> but God has done it for us. God has taken care of us, y'all. That's one thing. I, you know, I, every time, every week, I would uh, ask folks, y'all need anything? You know, nobody ever asked me hardly for anything. Now, we did send out some stuff, and we did some stuff from different families and so forth as a church, as a body of, of believers. But let me tell you something. God been taking care of us, y'all. He had been protecting us. I mean, he'd been protecting us, y'all. I mean, I, protect, I told him the other day in the music ministry class, if, if this is supposed to be in our bodies and nobody can tell it, what else is in our body that we don't know about? You, I, I mean, you say, well, this is supposed to be in your body, don't know it. What else is in our body we don't know? That's just one thing they discover. It's, I'm telling you something, God has supernatural protection going on for his people. He is protecting us more than we realize. We walk about stuff, see stuff, stuff being in the air. We have no idea. God is supernaturally protecting his children. All right, let's move along, Father. Now, as children of God, we must, we must desire godly, detailed information, instructions for every area of our lives so that we can produce and not wander from the truth. Even though sometimes the Lord may tell us to go in a direction that we, he will show us to do, just like he did in Genesis uh, and Abraham. He did for Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. You know, sometimes God will give you detailed instruction, and then sometimes God will give you one or two instructions and tell you to go. Abraham! Abraham! Go over here. Uh, I need some more instructions, God. I need to know where we're going, when I need to leave. You know what? Look, look, look at all the detailed instructions they gave him. Abraham, I need you to start going in this direction, in a certain direction. And, uh, and uh, I'm going to show you where to go when you, once you start going. I'm like, oh, God, I need some more instructions. <laughs> I need to know. Are you seeing? So, some, but this is what you need to understand. When God gives you instructions, he'll give you enough to obey him. Y'all follow me? That's why we walk by faith and not by what? He'll give you enough instructions to obey him. That's why Abraham was known as the father of faith. And as we as believers, we got to walk by faith and not by... Well, I didn't hear enough people. We got to walk by faith and not by what? That's it. Because God will give you enough instructions to obey him. You may want more, but hey, Abraham could have cried all day long. He got everything he was going to get from God until he moved on to the next level. And sometimes we can cry to God and say, God, I need more help. I need this and I need that. And God says, you got enough to go on. I 
need more, God. We all need more, but God will give you enough to do what you need to do. Sometimes God will give you a certain instruction, and it may not make sense to your natural man, but God knows exactly what he's talking about. Go fishing. What do you mean? I'm going to pay taxes. Go fishing. And when you get that fish, it will be enough to pay your taxes as well as mine. Woo-wee. Don't make sense, but God knows what he's doing. And when he caught that fish, not only did he pay his taxes, but he had a fish to eat over once he was done. Can you imagine you can pay the taxes? Hey, that's fine, y'all. We got some fish to catch. I'm sorry, y'all. That's just me. That's just my imagination. Here we go. Knowledge is essential. It's very essential. It's necessary to us as believers. It's necessary. The Lord realized the necessity of having knowledge, knowledge to the point that Jeremiah 3.15 has to become critical to us. Jeremiah 3.15 reads as follows. God will give us pastors, shepherds, according to my heart, who will feed us. And notice this, with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge of God in his written and revealed word of God. Knowledge gives us instruction so we know what to do next. God doesn't give you every instruction, but he gives you knowledge as to what to do next. And one of the best ways he does that is getting to know Jesus. When you know Jesus, it's going to show you what to do next. God's sheep know his or her shepherd's voice because there are many voices that are out there in the world trying to get us to go astray. They're on the news media, they're on social media, and so forth, trying to get us to go astray. But God knows his sheep. That's why he makes it clear in John 10, 27, that my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He understands you. He is acquainted with you. He is familiar with you. God knows everything about you. Everything about you, he knows it. He knows it. So he knows what you need when you need it. This is why he gives you instructions at certain times, in certain places in your life, because he knows what you need when you need it. He knows what you need Monday morning. He knows what you need Tuesday. He knows what you need for the month of May and the month of June and July and August and so forth. He knows what you need better than you do. So he is preparing us. He is preparing us right now. What's he doing? He's giving us godly instructions. Godly instruction. I believe that sound instruction will lead his sheep to the voice of God. It's critical, critical for us so that we can get our next instruction. In all of our ways, we acknowledge Jesus and he directs our path, according to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6. There are many familiar voices that are sounded in the ear of believers and out of, in the believers in, in and out of the church. We hear a little bit of everything. Messages are constantly being conveyed to us to get us to do certain things. But the voice, and you got to be careful about those voices outside the church. Because the ones outside the church going to lead you to fear, going to lead you to anxiety, going to lead you to isolation, going to lead you to separation. It's going to lead you, and independence can be good, but independence of God is sad. We don't need to be independent, independent of God. But those voices will tell you, hey, God would not, see, why would you serve a God that would allow this to happen in the world? Why? The voice is trying to get you to get away from God. Trying to get you away from the things of God. Those are outside voices. And you got to be careful that you don't get them to cause you to stray. That's why the Lord knows his sheep. 
He knows the message to send to his through his pastor in order to feed his sheep knowledge and understanding. That's why the shepherd understands and knows that we need what we need and when we need it. He will, excuse me, he will declare faith. He will proclaim peace. He will announce unity. He will speak prosperity. He will speak whatever we need in order for us to have the necessary things that we need in life. It's responsible of the sheep to do the latter part of John 10, 27, which is to follow, follow the instructions of the shepherd. And when we say follow, we got to join as a learner or disciple. We got to walk in the teachings that God has proclaimed to us even today and in times past and will proclaim to us in the future. Godly mothers and fathers understand this. That's why it is so important and one of the greatest gifts I can, we can give to our children is to lead them to a deeper and stronger relationship with Jesus so that nothing can separate them from the love of Christ as they live this life here on the earth. Remember, the enemy wants to separate them from the love of Christ, wants to separate you from the love of Christ. But while you're here on the earth, you need a relationship with Jesus. And every godly mother knows that her child needs a relationship with Jesus. Every godly mother, every godly father knows that they need a relationship with Jesus. Because you can't always, listen, you don't know what to pray for your child sometimes. You don't know everything they're going through. God will never show you because you're not their God. He is. So we need to be in a position to get them to Jesus. And one thing I thought about this, when a child realizes they need Jesus and they do what it takes to have a godly relationship with him, a good relationship with him, they're ahead of the game. They're ahead of the game. Listen, every believer needs to come to the conclusion, I need Jesus more than I need anything else in my life. I, I, you got to come to that conclusion. You got to realize that. You got, And not only that, you got to teach your children that. I can't be with you every day, baby. I, I can't follow you 24-7 and, and so forth. But one thing about it, Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. Every good parent, every godly parent needs to know that their child needs a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Stand your feet. Glory to God. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.